I think it's phenomenal. I think it's amazing. I think it's profound. I think it could have massive ripple effects. I mean, doing things, a system is just the way we do something. And, you know, with our families, you see, we need to have a culture and a brand and an identity, just like our business does. Hey, everybody, this is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. And I want to ask you one thing. Are you doing what you want to do in life? Are you pursuing what you want in life? Why not? Don't be a bitch. Be the captain of your own ship. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. What is going on, everybody? It is Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. Guys, let me just tell you something. You better get your drinks ready because Joshua Latimer is on the show today. Now, Josh, you just hang out just for a second because I got to share a couple of things. Josh, actually, I'm just going to get right to you and then I'll get back to the other things. Josh, did you know that there's a journey of a new entrepreneur drinking game that revolves around one of the key things is if Josh Latimer is mentioned, everyone has to take a drink? <laughs> I actually did hear that a couple people messaged me about it. <laughs> so, so weird. I think I've said your name twice already. And then I'm going to make a rule and say, if Josh Latimer says his own name, you have to take two drinks. So go ahead and just tell us all who you are real fast. Just what's your name? My name is Joshua Latimer. <laughs> oh my God. I think we just killed like five people. This is awesome. So anyway, <laughs> Josh, I'm, I'm glad to have you on the show, man. And listeners, glad to have you back yet again for another episode. So here's the thing. My buddy, Josh, uh, I always want to talk to him all the time. And, and the truth of the matter is he's just a busy, busy dude. And uh, I really didn't even want to record a podcast with him. I was just like, you know, if I told Josh, hey, man, let's do a podcast. I know I'd get about a half an hour of his time. So, so you're just going to get to hear me talking to my buddy. But um, before we get into that, uh, thank you uh, for the reviews that we keep getting on iTunes. Guys, don't stop doing that. It just makes me feel like I'm wrapped up in a warm, fuzzy blanket every time you do. And uh, remember, here in the No Bitch Zone, we don't accept two, three, or four-star reviews. You can give me a five. You can give me a one. You just got to be real. And I just want one of the two. Okay. So I, I'm cool. If you give me a one, I respect you. <laughs> give me a five, That's I respect awesome. you. But if you give me somewhere in between, we're, you're dead to me. Okay. And then, uh, and I'm talking to you, Bebo. I'm talking to you, man. Uh, Bebo's a buddy of mine that he left me a four-star review. And I'm like, what, what the hell, Bebo? And he's like, dude, I accidentally clicked that. I ain't no bitch. So he fixed it. And here we are. So, <laughs> so anyway, so that's that. And then Josh, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second. Okay. Yeah. Can, do you mind Perfect. if I do that? No, I love it. Because uh, the sponsor of the show is Responsibid, which is another one of the triggers for the JE drinking game. Mm-hmm. So uh, Responsibid has been sponsoring the show for some time. And you were like one of the very first Responsibid users back in the day, right? Yes, that's a true story. Gosh, yeah. I... I'm talking like maybe eight years ago or more, like a long time ago in internet years, at least. Uh, so, the software has changed a lot <laughs> since then. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's way more powerful today than it was then, but I'm going to make you give the little uh, response. Give, give us a responsive testimonial. Well, the truth is, is um, responsive behaves kind of like a salesperson would for your company. Um, and so all software, at least what it aims to do is, is be leverage. It's leverage, right? So you could go hire a sales guy for 
$4,000 a month or whatever it costs more than that for a good one. Or you can pay, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month for responsive and it sells while you're doing other stuff. So even back eight years ago, Kurt had it to where I would make a, a sale on my website, get a notification while I'm sleeping, I wake up and people had, you know, received or accepted, you know, five, six, $800 jobs while I'm sleeping. And it just automates it. It's leverage. So yeah. I don't have to do as much stuff. It's, it's worth every penny um, unless it's like your first day in business or something, or you have mm -hmm. no web presence at all. Otherwise you should take a hard look at it. Yep. We couldn't agree more. And uh, so guys, if you want a special that's only available to journey of a new entrepreneur listeners, you can go to J N E bid.com. That's J N E like journey of a new entrepreneur. And then B I D like responsa bid dot com and check it out you get a free month along with a reduced upfront cost and a reduced monthly rate only done for journey of a new entrepreneur listeners <sighs> okay that's awesome so, that is awesome and, you know i'm gonna add one more thing i'm gonna say one more thing about that just more of a this is not a uh a, a testimonial for responsibility but josh you said unless maybe it's your very first dollar spent and i do get a lot of people that they ask me and they're like man should i get this should i not and here's kind of my my short answer guys if you're going to be just busting your ass and killing it on getting the phone to ring you know and you're going to be pouring leads into the top of that responsibility funnel then yes get it if you're going to just kind of you know lollygag around and or or at, or you just don't have the means yet to get a bunch of uh, uh, leads put into it, you probably should wait just a little bit. Because the fact is, it's just a tool. And that tool, responsibility doesn't get you uh, leads. It just helps you convert leads. So if you got a lot of leads, get responsibility. If you don't- Exactly. Well, I always tell people, you, to grow your business, you only have two resources. You have time or you have money. And when you're first starting out, like all of us, we invest our time, hopefully lots and lots and lots of your time. Mm -hmm. And so you work really hard, but at some point you're going to, you're going to max out. You're going to be, you're going to be moving and shaking and things are happening. There's momentum. And in a situation like that, that's where leverage works, like yeah. software tools, things that automate follow-up and stuff like that, that buys back your time. So it's okay to use a little bit of money to buy back a whole bunch of your time. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah. So, so that's that. So we'll, we'll, we'll move beyond that guys. But uh, Josh Latimer, dude, what's going on, man? I, um, I'm going to say, instead of saying, hey, Josh, or hey, buddy, I'm going to say Josh Latimer every time. And I just want to get some reports from uh, our listeners after they wake up the next morning from listening to this episode and playing their drinking game. But uh, Josh Latimer, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing very, very well. I've, I've been in a weird, like, kind of almost chill out, like, push pause and relax mode for a couple of weeks, actually. Um, really? We had such a busy summer and, and fall. Mm -hmm. And so I've been not doing a ton. Spent spent hanging out with the family and and stuff like that. Honestly, um, no big, huge empire, earth shattering things have happened the last like twenty one days. <laughs> <laughs> well, and one thing you told me right before we started recording is that uh, you know, so today's your birthday and happy birthday, by the way. Um, th how old are you, by the way? Thirty eight. 30. Oh my God. Do you need a blanket? Are you getting cold with those brittle bones? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, can, I can definitely feel it. I, yeah. It feels a lot different than 28. You know, around age 36, 37, 38, that's when that Toby Keith song, not as good as I once was 
really starts <laughs> to like resonate with you. <laughs> exactly. In our brain, we think we are, but yeah, we, my, <laughs> argues with that. My one time, Josh, I was, uh, we were moving actually is when we were leaving Oklahoma to move to Florida and I was giving away a couple things on Craigslist. And one of them was a, um, a recliner, a pretty big recliner. And some, some people came to pick it up and they were like, I was giving it away. And there's so some, a couple of like youth group leaders from a local church came by to pick it up. And they're like, yeah, we'll take that. And I'm like, okay, here, I'll grab it. So I just, and I'm a big dude and, and I'm just, a, I'm a big kind of strong guy, you know? So I pick up the recliner and, and they kind of looked at me funny. I said, no, it's cool. I do it all the time. Pick it up. I carry it outside, you know, put it in the back of their truck. And, um, they were like, they were like in awe. And I'm like, well, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. Right. <laughs> well, I walk in the house and next thing, you know, my back just said, F you Bobby Walker. And it mm. just tightened up, dropped me to my knees. Dro I'm laying flat on my back in excruciating pain. Did those and guys see that? No, 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 no. I, oh, I looked cool. You're totally good. Yeah, doesn't I was even matter then. Well, here's the problem. <laughs> my wife saw it. So I, I made it to the bedroom and my, my back tightened up and I lay down and I'm like just in pain. She doesn't know if I'm seriously injured or not. And she walks up to me slowly. She like leans over me where she's looking down directly at me. And she goes, do you want me to play that Toby Keith song for you? And I was like, no way. Oh, I swear to God. And oh, you know her. She's, she acts all nice and sweet when everyone else is around. But when it's just me. Yeah, that's savage. Yeah, yeah. So that's, anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> but happy, happy birthday, my friend. And you said that you did something cool. You must have a nice wife. So you did, instead of like <laughs> stuff for your birthday, you did a Queen's Day, you said. What's that for her? You did, you did a special well, day for her today we're all about family systems over here and business systems, of course. Right. And responsibility the system, but so is everything else that happens in your business. Well, we yep. do stuff in our family. And one of the things um, that I try to do is give my wife, I call it the queen's day. Mm -hmm. um, just means she gets to do whatever she wants, spend a whole bunch of money, go see her friends or spend no money even take a nap or whatever. And this she deserved one and i knew it was coming up to do it again so i planned a super special day for her. i have a massage therapist coming to our house and bringing in nice. all the tables and stuff and then i caught i got one of my wife's friends to come over our house too it was like a surprise and so they're both watching hallmark movies getting one hour massages each <laughs> with all the kids gone i took the kids to school and being mr dad today and then um they're going to the nicest restaurant in town for dinner just to give her a recharge, a refresh, you know? That's awesome. It, you know what? I think I found the purpose of this episode already because whenever we were doing, like I was driving home to get ready to do this because I've been out like working today and I'm like, I don't even know what the heck I'm going to talk to Josh about. And I'm like, it's okay. We're just two buddies. We're going to talk. But Josh, let's, let's talk about this because you, like your whole like thing right now, like your whole, the passion and, and purpose behind what you're doing is uh, helping people, specifically helping entrepreneurs um, with basically their family life. Now, you, you call it family systems and stuff, but ultimately at the end of the day, you're just trying to keep people happily, you know, help people stay happily married and help people be good parents, uh, raise great kids and stuff like that. So let's play, um, I'm going to use you to be my coach for just a moment on a topic that pertains to all that. Is that fair? Sure. So coach me live here. So I actually, uh, <laughs> I'm so, this is like um, inception for the journey of a new entrepreneur podcast. Cause like, I, I, I try not to talk about you too much, but I just can't help it. You've influenced me so much. So I always talk about you on the show, hence the game. 
and then um and then here we are you know you're on the show and then i'm about to tell you josh on my podcast about something my family did yesterday when you were the center of the subject (laughs) so so here we go i love it that's great but but tell me tell me like I, what I'm doing is good, but tell me what, how we could do something like this better if you think we could. I started out, I, my kids, I said, okay, so, you know, the week prior, I said, listen, when can we all be at the same place at the same time? We said Sunday afternoon. I said, okay, well, dad's going to grill some like chicken legs and we're going to make some, you know, beans and corn and stuff like that. And we're just going to uh, do, do uh, lunch on Sunday. And I've got some stuff I want us to do as a family, you know, and start working on. So we all get here on Sunday. And I said, guys, here's the deal. I've been kind of putting this off for some time because I'm trying to find a good way to make it right. And then, Josh, you know me. I can't just leave it at that. So then I have to, like, go into the whole thing and say, like, have you guys you ever heard of imperfect action? And then have you guys heard of the technical perception deception? And they're like, what the hell are you talking about, Dad? And I'm like, so I'm telling them all of this stuff. And I said, so, so guys, I told you all of that to tell you this. Um, I have something cool I want us to do as a family to make us better and we're just going to jump right into it and it may not be perfect, but I'm okay with that as long as you guys are. And they're like, all right, let's do it. I said, all right, so here's the thing. I just want us to do a book report together. I want us to read a family book together and then we're going to do a book. Uh, and then you guys are going to do a report. And if you do the report, I'm going to pay you 70 bucks just for doing the report. As long as I see that you put genuine effort and, and you know, your heart into it. And then, so we sat down, we're eating dinner and I'm telling them about this book. And I don't know if you've ever heard of, heard of it, but it's called everything is figure outable. Have you ever heard of that book? No, it's, it's a pretty fun. <laughs> it's a great title. And, and truth be told, like, as I'm reading it, I'm like, I really don't need this book. Cause it's like been like the mantra of my life. I've just, I've used like, you know, don't be a bitch, you know, but basically it's the same thing. She's like this, this woman, she tells the story about how her mom taught her that you don't need to depend on someone and you can always figure something out and, and make it happen. And she says even more so today in the world of Google, you know, and you can always figure it out and don't be a victim, you know, just whatever you're wanting to do, you can do it. And then of course you can, you probably can't go to Mars, but she goes, don't focus on the fact you can't go to Mars. Just focus on the fact that you can do pretty much anything you want and it's figure outable. You just have to have like the, the desire and the willingness to, to deal with the pain and the failure and the frustration along the way. And um, so anyway, I tell the guys, I'm like, all right, we're going to do this book. Who wants a hard copy? Who wants a, uh, who wants an audible? Who wants a, a ebook? And everyone said they wanted audible. So I said, all right, no one can leave the, the dining room table until we have this audible book on your phone, on your own account. So it doesn't mess up everyone's place. And um, so then we're going to meet up next week. We got to be halfway through the book next Sunday. And then the following Sunday reports are due and we're just going to kind of share our experiences and our thoughts on it. And the report's going to be real basic. I'm going to make them share things like uh, give me three experiences where you didn't figure it out in the past. What was your mentality around that? Give me three experiences where you have figured it out and then explain to me how you feel this book can impact you to make you uh, a winner and the captain of your own ship in the future. So that's what we're doing. I don't know that that falls under a family system as much as a family activity kind of thing, but what are your thoughts on something like that? And how would you steer a guy like me wanting to do something like that with the family? I think it's phenomenal. I think it's amazing. I think it's profound. I think it could have massive ripple effects. I mean, doing things, a system is just the way we do something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with our families, you see, we need to have a culture and a brand and an identity just like our business does. 
Yep. And it's really, your kids are older, right? You have the son and the daughter. Yeah. My, my, right? I have three kids. My youngest is 16. Then I have a girl in the middle that's 17. And then Caleb's 20. Okay. So, okay. So there's three. Okay. But no, I think it's awesome because you're establishing a family identity of a culture of learning, a culture of being open, of personal development, of educa- education, right? And mm-hmm. most people just don't think of stuff like this. It's not that they don't want to do it. Or they don't think it's cool. The, the problem happens when they don't formally sit down and just do something. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's epic what you did. So, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> Coach huge Josh. deal. I mean, when you're old and, and decrepit mm-hmm. and your kids are telling their kids, oh man, I remember when I was younger, you know, my dad would always tell me, you know, don't be a victim. And then I watched my father go out and start a company from scratch. And mm-hmm. on Sunday dinners, we'd, we would do book reports together and we'd talk about stuff. And like, you're basically uh, giving them an identity. Every... I, when I look at people, even adults, I, I visualize them walking around with like an umbilical cord waiting to plug it into something to follow. <laughs> like, <laughs> all of us are following something. Yeah. And yeah. so with our kids, especially if they're really young, we have to be uh, purposeful in giving them identity because they're going to get it from somewhere. One of my favorite quotes is that if you don't tell your kids who they are, the world will do it for you. Yeah. So yep. That's in a small way, kind of in that same spirit you're telling mm-hmm. your kids this is who the walkers are this is what we stand for this is what we fight against this is what we're about and it's powerful stuff it's big deal stuff well let, let me tell you a cool story you know just just sticking with this whole family thing because i love what you've got going and i want you to talk about honor and fire here in a, here in a minute but um i've got uh you actually know about this story uh but josh i'm we're actually approaching a year do you remember about a year ago there was a big ordeal that happened at my kid's school and there was threats being made and then I had to run in like with the the sheriff's department and and it was was a nightmare like I made a couple of videos that went viral got like a hundred thousand views in in a week and there was just all of the spotlight on it and frankly it was a big nightmare you know I mean it was emotionally it was like the worst thing I've ever went through aside from losing a loved one you know but I'd you know, I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping. It was just, it was a nightmare. And the short, you know, I, I don't have time to go into the whole story on this podcast. I'm not, I don't have a problem talking about it, but, but ultimately, um, l- let's just say that my, uh, my daughter was being bullied. You know, that's, that's not really a fair justification of what was happening, but let's just say that was the case. And, um, I had to put her and then my son, who's a year younger than her in a different school. And the whole community, and actually there's people all over the country, the eyes were on this thing. And she didn't want to change schools because there's this one person that's making the, the causing the problem. And she was frustrated, you know, now she knew what was right. You know, I mean, like she wasn't like mad at me. She was frustrated with the situation. My uh, same with my, uh, my son, my younger son. And I had a conversation with them and I said, guys, listen, if there's ever a time in life, where you were a victim, this was it. Like, like we, we are not victims. Walkers are not victims. We don't allow that type of, of mentality. But if there was ever a time that you were, this is it. But now you get to choose. You can choose to ball up, lay on the floor, and just cry because of what life did to you. Or you can choose to say, you know what? I'm going to go to this other school. I'm going to roll my sleeves up. I'm going to put my head down. And I'm going to happen to life 
and make it what I want. And um, the, the future you is going to hinge on how you deal with this moment. And um, so just fast forwarding, I'll tell you, I couldn't be more proud of the way both of my kids responded to that. Uh, my daughter went in, she became a captain of the, at the new school within like three months, the, or two months or something like that. My son's uh, excelling there. They've made new friends. They've just done their thing and they didn't skip a beat when they had every right to say, you know, the world did this to me, but they just stuck through. I couldn't have been more proud. And that's why I love what you're doing. Like with honor and fire is you're helping, you know, well, frankly, you've done it in business. Honor and fire is the same stuff you've done with people for business. It's just family focused, but you're empowering people to make life what they want. It's why I love you so much. It's why I talk about you so much is, you know, I, I put in the work, I did it, but, but you empowered me, you know, you, you, you gave me a shortcut and, uh, and I appreciate that. So, um, I, I know well, you're you welcome, man. Yeah. And systems are shortcuts. Systems are leverage. I hate to use that word and sound super nerdy, but you know, when I look at businesses and I look at families, there's so many similarities. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's crazy. So except we don't apply the right um, type of thinking to our family. Uh, We kind of go on autopilot with our family. And by the way, we, we focus on helping entrepreneur families specifically. Yeah. Yeah. And all families are important, of course, but I think entrepreneurs are the most important people on the planet. And entrepreneurial mm-hmm. families have changed the game for everyone on planet Earth. Like when mm-hmm. you see a street sign or you see a, a car or a piece of technology or a piece of, piece of clothing or any, like everything that anybody has that's cool, an entrepreneurial family was involved somehow. Yeah. And we look at even these huge corporations, it started with like a guy, right? Like Sam Walton was just a guy doing mm-hmm. a thing, right, with his family. And so we think that's, that's awesome. And, you know, um, marriage is super hard on its own. Business is super hard. Parenting is really hard. You mix it all together. It's like, it's like a Molotov cocktail of destruction waiting to happen. And so it's, it's just freaking hard. The financial mm-hmm. uncertainty is insane. The lack of communication is insane. But anyway, so when you look at your company, you need to do forward planning. You need to be strategic. You need to cast a vision. You need to be a leader to your employees. You need to know your numbers. You need to have great communication systems inside your company for it to succeed, right? Well, exactly the same thing can be applied to your family. Um, And people just don't think of it like that. So we're trying to bring this idea to entrepreneurial families to help them crush it. We're not saying be Mr. Dad and sit at home and crochet and play (laughs) Legos all day. No, we're saying like build your empire, go club something and drag it home, do epic, huge things, but also crush it as a father and as a husband. That's why I call my wife my queen, right? Yep. And all of it. It's just, it's a huge topic. <laughs> we can go wherever you want with it, but well, I'm so passionate about I, it. I'll, I'll, I'll give you some feedback on that. But speaking of your wife being your queen, uh, I'm a big Game of Thrones fan and my wife's name and my phone is queen of my seven kingdoms. So <laughs> but, uh, That's awesome. the, um, uh, you know, you were, you're talking about, uh, you're absolutely right. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, bi- business is family or family is business. Cause all, all it comes down to is we're, we've got a purpose or a goal in mind and we're, we're dealing with slash managing slash leading people. You know, it's just kind of different atmospheres. But I think for me where I've got to be very conscious of this and I, this is a place that I fail too often is, you know, when I'm at work, you know, I, I don't, uh, I won't lose my cool 
with my employees like I do with my kids. Oh, yeah. Because my That's kids normal. don't have a my kids we're don't always, have a choice. We're always we're we're the most mean to the people we love the most. <laughs> it, it was, and that's the, the <laughs> it's truth. easy to be a total jerk to the most important people in our world, right? It's it, it's the honest to God truth, and it's probably the thing like I'm most ashamed of. And, and I mean, listen, I am ashamed of it, but I'm also I want to be clear, I'm a good husband, a good dad. But it's just like I wish I wasn't an asshole to my kids sometimes. You know, it's just like because it's like so easy just to be real short with them. You know where. And then I have that, I, I do that because either I'm busy, I'm tired, I'm frustrated with them, I don't have the time or whatever. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm sitting there and I'm just like, man, if I would, if I treated my employees like that, they'd go somewhere else. I've got to be a better dad. I've got to be a better husband. Um, you know, you can't take advantage of those people that are close to you just like that. And um, so how do I fix that, Josh? Just, I actually already know. I just stop. <laughs> I think a lot of men walk around with a lot of shame yeah. just for being what they are. And I think that's a mistake. I don't think you should be ashamed because you have an intense personality type. I think what needs to happen is you need to have massive, we call it um, hyper communication, hyper communication. What another quote, I'm a quote junkie is the biggest illusion with communication is that it has occurred. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like people think they know what the other person said, right? So let's mm -hmm. say you snap and you freak out. Uh, you're a human being, raising yeah. human beings. And, you know, that's part of what you are. It doesn't mean you shouldn't work on it or whatever. But what it does mean is be man enough to like apologize for it or clearly communicate afterwards. You know, hey, I shouldn't have treated you that way. I'm super sorry about that. Mm -hmm. uh, that type of stuff just shows a lot of respect and openness to your family, right? So yeah. we're insanely open about everything. My kids have known, have known about everything before all their friends, like whether it's sex or drugs or like anything. Um, yeah. It's just open, you know, it's very clear that my job as their father isn't to give them a perfect childhood, it's to raise them to be productive, amazing, confident, capable adults. Mm. It's not to lengthen their childhood, it's to prepare them to be an adult. Like that's my job. Yeah. And, and they know that I'm imperfect because we talk about it, but a lot of families, um, kids grow up and their parents never admit that they did anything wrong. They never communicate mm -hmm. or there's a lot of secrets and stuff. And then you find out when you're older and it's, that's a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Like for me, I, it was about a week ago. I found out that, um, I was adopted and then my, my adopted mom, um, gave me up too. So, um, it was, it was a real bummer. Really? No, that was a fail of a joke. I just watched, uh, <laughs> I, I, I watched uh, Silicon Valley and there was a little bit about that. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. You actually should have owned no. a software company, but <laughs> failed joke. I should edit it out, but I won't because we keep it real in the NBZ. So it is what it is. What it is. So, um, so Josh, tell, tell everyone a little more about like honor and fire. Like, uh, you know, who would it be right for and, and how would they learn about it? It's for any entrepreneurial family that wants to build wealth, become radically generous, and engineer a family culture that can change the world. That's our mission with it. And so if you want to live a bigger life, um, it's for you. If you want to hang out with people that are like that, then it's for you. If you want your wife to, quote, unquote, get on board with your business and things are messed up, mm -hmm. uh, it's for you. If you want your kids to be have an unfair advantage and have a deeper uh, entrepreneurial understanding at a young age, then it's for you. And there's nothing secret magic sauce about it. It's about being intentional. It's about doing forward planning. I mean, how many of the people listening to this know their actual net worth and actually measure it every single month? You know, whatever is measured will improve. How many have specific targets 
for their family and for themselves. You know, a lot of people too, they work themselves to death and they're doing it for their family, but they don't have any hobbies at all. They have no recharge time at all. All high achievers have recharge time, but these little business owners run around like maniacs and don't. And then they fall over dead when they're 52 and it's a shame. So it's about being strategic. It's about pushing pause. And there's tons of system ideas that we have and all, I mean, hundreds of them that we can go through. Things like doing a strategic reset with your wife, doing every, every quarter, doing planning, you know, trying not to set goals more than maybe 90 days down the road as a family. It's about having your kids, you know, commit to things and holding them accountable and cheering them on and creating a culture with your kids to cheer each other on uh, and on and on and on. There's a lot of different things you can do that are very easy, very simple, and can put your family into momentum, which when that happens, your business will explode. That's good stuff, Josh Latimer. Um, Josh Latimer, Josh Latimer, Josh Latimer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good stuff, my friend. Um, and then is it just honorandfire.com? Yeah, they could, we have a, a little quiz you can take that kind of gives you an assessment on the different areas of your life. We call it the five stages of legacy. And you <laughs> can go to honorandfire.com and take that. And it kind of just, it helps you get clear on maybe where you need to move the needle first. Because there's like a, a clear like path to getting your family and momentum. Mm-hmm. And it's very structured. I just see the world like that. And because I've worked with over a thousand entrepreneurs over the last five years, I see the same problems over and over. It always starts with connection. Always. If <laughs> there's a family broken, if things are out of whack, even in my family, it starts with connection and being hyper-connected with your spouse, having good sex life with your spouse, like being mm-hmm. super clear. If you can't um, have conversations without arguing, then maybe you need to write each other letters and talk about it the next day. But you have to actually say the truth. We call yeah. it a truth snapshot. You, you got to say this. So I feel this where I'm at. I feel depressed at this, blah, 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 whatever it is, whatever you're mad about, you got to get it out there as a step one. And then you got to get connected at the marriage level first. And then, you move to getting connected with your kids. And it doesn't mean that you spend 30 hours a week playing Barbies. It means that they have dedicated uh, time with you mm-hmm. every week that they can trust, that they can count on, that they're a priority. And these little systems like that, honest to God, they, we, we just launched Honor and Fire because it's a passion for us. And we have dozens of videos from people already crying their eyes out, saying it saved their marriage and all kinds of crazy stuff. And Wow. It's just little, little things, but we bottle it up and entrepreneurship's hard and it gets put on the shelf. We take our family for granted and and then it falls apart if we're not careful. Well, listen, I'll tell you this, you know, you say all the time that entrepreneurs are the most important people on the planet. And I'm just going to be ultra ooey gooey, ultra cheesy here, Josh. Uh, the Latimer clan is one of the most important groups of people on the planet and you got, you're changing lives. You know, I I know at this point, I know anyone that listens to this episode, you're not going to tease me anymore because of my fanatical fanboyism of Josh Latimer because you're getting a nice snapshot into what this guy really does. And, um, you know, I, I remember actually, I've probably done it a good handful of times, but I remember, um, Gosh, I was laying in bed one night and just kind of thinking, I think I was about a year into my business and just kind of thinking, man, look at what we've done in a year's time and our life is completely different. And I remember sending you a message just saying, dude, 
you, you've helped me change, man. You've helped me change it all. And, and, uh, I don't know, you're, you're good people. You're good people, Josh Latimer. So I got a question for you, man. I've got the most important question you've probably ever been asked, uh, on any podcast for sure. Um, I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to just be real to the point. You are about to have a fight to the death. Okay. Okay. But you get to choose your opponent or opponents. You get two, you get a choice of one of these two options. You can fight one horse sized duck or 1000 duck sized horses fight to the death. No weapons, bare hands, horse sized duck hands down. Oh my God. This is so weird. It's, it's super easy. I don't know how anyone could pick something other than that. Ducks aren't that aggressive, right? But horses are crazy. And so if the horses are pissed at you, it's going to just overwhelm you with sheer numbers. It's going to get out of control. You're going to get fatigued before you could get the win. But the duck is like one Goliath. And it's probably kind of docile. Maybe It wouldn't be as angry as an angry horse, I don't think. And I feel like I could sneak up behind it. It doesn't really have hands. It doesn't have arms. It can't really do much. Uh, so I feel like I could climb up its back or something and choke it out. <laughs> Dude. All right. I'm, I'm, okay. I've got to be real honest with you. Um, I just told you how much I respected you. That has went down a good handful of notches in the last 60 seconds. A thousand tiny horses okay let, let me let me make my case here let me make my case sure so imagine a horse's mouth a regular horse it's pretty big mm -hmm. right i don't mean they're like nose and head and everything i just mean like the mouth where the teeth are like it like i've got really big hands and their mouth is probably another like half as big as what i could shape a, a mouth with my hand right so it's really freaking big i can palm a basketball and the horse's mouth would be like bigger than than my hand there but so everyone visualize you know, a big old hand or a big old mouth like that in a horse. And then shrink the horse by 20 times, which means the mouth is going to be 20 times smaller. Okay. So now you got this little bitty mouth that's not bigger or probably not even, it's not as big as a chihuahua's mouth. Okay. So let me ask you a question. If you had a room of a thousand chihuahuas, and they all hated you. And, you. and you laid down on your back and you just put, took one hand and covered your junk and another hand and covered your eyes. They couldn't kill you, right? Hmm. They couldn't do anything to you. And these horses, they don't even have sharp teeth like the chihuahuas. So I'm just saying that I don't understand. Well, I think that your theory is based on a, a false presupposition, which is the fact that the horses are going to attack you with their mouth. But horses, if, if a horse attacks something, it doesn't bite it to death. It stomps on it and it jumps up. Now, it can bite. And because horses can jump, these things are going to be overwhelming you, jumping up, biting you in the nuts, doing all kinds of crazy stuff. And you're going to get stressed <laughs> out. You're going to try to run. You're going to trip. You're going to step on a couple of them and then trip. And then they're going to stomp you with their little hooves. Actually, I don't think they'd kill you. But yeah. I think it would take like massive resources and energy to Let's actually see, kill a thousand of them I, i'm an efficient the, kind of guy josh so like if i tripped i would just like straighten out and then fall on like 30 horses yeah yeah so <laughs> i don't know okay well I, I mean i'll let you have your opinion as wrong as it is i'll let you have your opinion but i appreciate it um <laughs> and josh i know you're busy i want to talk to you a lot longer but i i know you uh 
you've already. No, I got, I, I got, I got a few more minutes. If oh, you, do you have anything else? Well, sure. yeah, I do. So, well, I kind of want to, I want to thank you for something. You helped me out the other day. So I actually, I'm getting to talk to you twice in a week's time, which, you know, normally you, I think you gave me an allotment of 30 minutes per 12 months. You said I was allowed to talk oh, to you gosh. or something like that. Is that what my allotment is? You are crazy. <laughs> but we, Dude, so last week you saved my bacon, all right? So I had announced, first off, to my listeners, you guys helped me out tremendously in attending that webinar that I did, um, just teaching the new entrepreneur's toolkit. It was freaking awesome. I had a blast. I felt the love. And um, I don't actually know how many people were on the webinar. It was well over 100. But um, but and we had about almost 400 people actually registered to get the replay link and all that stuff. So it's been super cool. But I, uh, what this came from is I went to the huge convention, taught my course, got a lot of great feedback and had a lot of people saying, Hey Bob, would you, uh, could you release that online? And I said, you know what? That is really good information. So I'm just going to make an online course and release it. Well, it's been like three months now and I really hadn't done much other than my original presentation at the huge convention and my business coach, Mike Dalkey, who, you know, uh, Josh, um, he, he's probably, he probably needs to be a part of the drinking game as well. And he called me on Monday morning and he said, Bobby, is there anything that can keep you from finishing the course this week? And I said, well, no, not really. And he goes, well, then I expect it to be done. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate having a business coach. And <laughs> so, so I made a post online and said, I'm going to do this thing, and we're going to record it on, on Wednesday or Thursday night and, and all this stuff. And then I talked to you, and here's what I want to like say thank you for. It. And listeners, uh, for those of you that went to the webinar, Josh is the guy that, that you get to thank for this because a lot of people – and, and this isn't a sell because it's not available to anyone. It's done. It's gone and over. But a lot of people prepaid for this course that I'm going to launch. And you said to me, you said, Bobby, you're not teaching the course in this webinar. You're going to give them information. You're going to give them stuff that they can go out and execute on. But this is just going to be like the precursor to it or the introduction to it. And then you're going to build out this badass course, which since that conversation, I'm like sitting here and I'm brainstorming and mind mapping. And I'm just like, super excited about what we have to come minus the fact that it's a lot of work and I have to actually do it and uh, <laughs> but super excited about it but oh, in a 90 minute phone call you took me from uh, doing something that was just going to be like a one hour webinar to uh, we are going to have a super super powerful resource out there for people and um, I, I got to give you again I mean I know I'm doing the work and I take the credit for that, but I, I got to thank you again. Well, that's why I've always taken a liking to you and to anybody that actually does stuff, man. Like I don't have a problem helping someone who's doing stuff, but you know, some, you can tell, I can tell really quickly if someone's just a talker or if they're mm -hmm. a doer and it gets fatiguing talking to people who are talkers all the time. And when I first started helping people years ago, I spent a year of my life just like on the phone, helping people. They're calling my offices. I was on these online forums, serving and helping and trying but it, it, it about broke me because people weren't taking action on the advice and I wound up wasting all this time. And so with something like a course, one of the things I've learned a long time ago is that people that don't pay, don't pay attention. Yep. And the way for you to serve people the highest level is to make them invest in the information rather than just throw it out there. I've done so many webinars. I can't even remember how many, 
in teachings and stuff. And the problem is, is that people, a large portion of people, they watch these things as a form of entertainment. But they don't get an impact in their business from it. They don't get more money in their pocket from it. They just consume and get dopamine off of these little gold nuggets and these ideas. But when you structure the webinar the right way to help create the desire in them to invest in themselves and show them, you know, what can happen, kind of separate the crowd a little bit. And then the people that that take you up on it and invest, it's really for themselves. And they're going to get a bigger, you're going to have a way bigger impact, which I'm really excited for. Because I know yeah. your audience is growing and you're helping a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, first off, thank you. And that reminds me of something. I kind of want to, you know what a pet peeve of mine is? Now, I, if you say this, listeners, if you say this, I've said it before too. I don't take it personal. I'm just saying like it's something that, that always bugs me is people will say, hey, is there a good book that you can recommend? Or someone will go and talk about this book that they, they just read and they will say, oh my gosh, it was so inspiring. And I'm like, oh wow, so what did you impact or implement from it? And they're like, um, <laughs> I'm like, what, well, what do you mean? That's, that's the way humans are wired. I mean, yeah. we are super emotional creatures that walk around pretending that we're logical. And <laughs> we remember how things make us feel. That's, yeah. that's that's a true thing. I mean, if I ask someone, you know, name, name a speech that changed your life, maybe a few people could. Um, but then if I said, hey, tell me what they said in the speech, they can't because they don't remember what was said. They only mm-hmm. remember what they felt while they listened to what was being said. Hmm. Um, but that's why a course is really cool because it's an evergreen thing. There's links and documents and structures and things, things they can download and implement. Whereas if you're just doing a webinar, just throwing a bunch of information at someone, they're going to be excited. They're going to like it. They're going to have dopamine. They're going to say it was inspirational, but then they're not going to do anything with it. Yeah. And when you change the modality to a course that they pay, they log in, they go through one little piece at a time, they download the worksheet, they do the thing. It, way more people will get an outcome yeah. from that. Yeah. No, it's, it, again, couldn't agree more. And, and if you've been inspired by a book, you're still welcome to listen to my podcast because I have to. I just, uh, it's just like I, I stopped reading books there for a while, which I know is probably like the wrong thing to do. But I was like, I've got all this stuff that I know I need to do from these other books. And I'm just like, every time I'm pouring more info in, I'm just kind of diluting all of my potential effort, you know, on this other. Most people don't need additional information. Not all people, but most people. I was in Boise, Idaho for a, a mastermind event and I was mm-hmm. eating breakfast with a guy named Alex Hormozy. And Alex is a business beast and a physical beast he's a he's a bodybuilder he's just huge Mm -hmm. and you should google his name the guy's a freak but he also has a company that does a million dollars a week in sales and it's only like four or five years old and so he's eating his giant omelet veggie omelet next to me while i'm eating a waffle with my little chunky gut poking out right (laughs) and i and i asked him i'm like alex uh hey man um you got any tips like cool tips like you know fitness tips stuff like you know I, I should lose some weight you know and he like slowly turns to look at me out of love but like slap you across the face style love yeah <laughs> and he goes do you really need me to tell you tips Josh or do you already know but you're just not doing it oh oh, <laughs> oh and my the God. same holds true in business and that was like a shrink my ego humiliating moment right and this yeah. was like this year this was in the spring 
Oh my so, gosh. But he's right. He's dead on. The guy's a phenomenal coach. His business, he's a phenomenal CEO. And courses are awesome. Books are cool. Podcasts yep. are awesome. Yeah. Um, it's okay to consume them as a form of entertainment if you're actually implementing uh, the things that need to be implemented that you already know in your business. Yeah. Yep. 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 Josh, good stuff. I don't know if you could hear it, but we were talking about the Chihuahua thing. My stinking Chihuahua has been trying to kill another dog here in the house for the last 10 minutes. So I hope, hope that didn't kill the listener's ears there. But, <laughs> I didn't hear it. Uh, okay, good, good. Uh, Josh, I'm going to have to get off here because I got to get going now, but sure. thank you so much for being on here with me guys. Uh, just quick little plug. I got this course I'm working on. It's going to be awesome. I'll talk about it some more in, in, uh, in the future on the show, but, uh, the website's almost up, but it's, you can go to J N E N B Z dot com that's journey of a new entrepreneur no bitch zone jnenbz.com and uh pretty quick there'll be a spot on there where you can sign up and you'll get a notification when that thing is available but that's going to be exciting josh latimer you're my hero i love you bro and uh, i can't wait to see you in person again sometime soon i hope that's sooner than later uh anything you want to share before we get off here i'll throw you on the spot one more time no, just listen to Bobby, do what Bobby says. He's already done it and you can copy him. He's made it easy. Um, I'm excited to check out your course when it comes out. I think it's a, a, a gap in the market for, for companies trying to get to zero to 20,000 a month. And uh, that's it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Stay encouraged. Um, start planning your 2020 right now and hang out with people that are further ahead than you. Yes. And I wish everybody all the best. All right, guys, listen, thank you for listening to the show. And remember, if you're not doing the things that you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing those things, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.